In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Search goes on in San Francisco for the man known as the Zodiac Killer. In New York, the search continues for the 44 caliber killer. See if you can explain to me why I would want to be a Scientologist. Betches Media presents... Tell me we have a lead. Stone Cold, no. It was literally like the Hunger Games. Not another true crime podcast. What can I say? Tough titties. It's all fun and games until someone gets hurt. Hello and welcome back to Not Another True Crime Podcast, your favorite podcast from Betches Media, where we discuss the happiest topics such as murder, scams, missing persons cases. Oh my. You know, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just girly things. The trifecta right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sarah Levine, uh, Editor-in-Chief at Betches and your co-host of this podcast. I'm here with Danny Murphy. Hey, everybody. And Casey Balsham. I'm also here. <laughs> We're here. Stand-up comedians extraordinaire. Yes. Among other things. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm only so extraordinaire in this room, but I will fucking <laughs> yeah. take it. You know I feel what? like I say that every time, too, because I, I can't think of a different, like... But can I tell you? I it's, need it. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I need, I'm not, yeah. We have Please to write don't. our own bios. So I'm going to start being <laughs> yeah. like, I'm an yeah. extraordinaire. Like, yeah. Finn on most days. That's usually, <laughs> my, that's usually my bio. Yeah. yeah. Finn on most days. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. I'm only thin in the mornings when I haven't eaten anything yet. So <laughs> I'm the thinnest when I'm hungover. Oh, oh. I always, because you're just dehydrated, I always yeah. get on the scale. I'm like, I'm a model. <laughs> yes. I'm a fucking model. <laughs> and then you drink a sip of water and you gain 10 pounds. And then you have 85 Gatorades. You're like, I'm the worst. I'm a model. <laughs> I'm a monster. Well, Anywho. speaking of <laughs> hangovers, I think these two things go hand in hand. I wanted to open up this episode by talking about your guys's like either worst or craziest vacation mm. stories. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can go first. Yeah, start off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going the dangerous route um, <laughs> because it's most apropos to the crime we're talking about today. And this will just be the tale of how I should have gotten taken in Paris. And I studied abroad in Paris literally right after Taken came out. And one of the scenes where they're in that apartment where all the like dead drug girls are like splayed out on the beds was very near the apartment that I stayed at. I should have had more foresight. Did not. (laughs) So one night my friend and I go out and we like leave together. We walk home. We get lost because Paris is like... The New York City system is a grid. Paris is like if you took a bunch of spaghetti and dropped it on the floor. <laughs> oh, my God. No, it's just a, cl- it's a cluster. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So and they're not nice to help you, no. though, either, Oh, right? no. Well, I'll disagree, but that's another thing for another <laughs> okay. time. So we she got... <laughs> yeah, so we got lost, and we're just, I guess, wandering the streets, like, seemingly clueless, and these two guys roll up in a car, and they're mm-hmm. like... We're trying to, like, explain to them. We're like, we show them the map. We're like, this is where... You know, we're trying to go and they're just like, do you want to get in? And we're like, sure. <laughs> oh, no. I know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yes. Mm-hmm. So, But I had at least the foresight to not give them my address, but to give them the nearest large metro stop. So they dropped us off there. 
And we lived and we actually like invited them to our Super Bowl party. <laughs> I was about to say that's the next stop. I was <laughs> like, and then when did you hook up with them? Oh, no, we yeah. didn't. We didn't. <laughs> by the time at oh my gosh. <laughs> the time that by the time the Super Bowl party came around, we were like, wait, this was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. So that's my story of how I should be in sex slavery right now. Oh. That yeah, you were very close. Yeah. Yes. Uh, very close. My story is how my friends kind of thought I was in sex slavery, but um oh I went God. to Punta Cana for spring break. Oh boy. As you do. Mm. Uh, which is, <laughs> the resort now has the highest outbreak of like ringworm, so that's a good uh, <laughs> all inclusive means a lot of things. Um mm-hmm. but uh we get there and right when we land I was like a little tired and like I don't like flying, so I had like two glasses of wine before the flight. No so you're the time. a lightweight. Yeah. Oh, no, but I was like, on like four hours of sleep, it was a mess. But yes. then, because then we land, immediately go to the swim up bar. Okay, yeah. All oh. inclusive. AKA I, the bathroom. Love it. Oh, the, truly, AKA the bathroom like bar. Peeing in Pino. It's a full <laughs> answer. <laughs> it's a full, the circle of love. It's brilliant. Um, and I meet like this like <laughs> Canadian couple there, like this like, Husband and wife just like hanging out. I'm like, you guys are now my soulmate spirits. Low key, Canadian couples are everywhere, aren't They're they? Everywhere. I, feel like I, I always meet a Canadian couple on yeah. tra- when I travel. Yeah. And then we're like talking for like a while, and then like my friends are like, okay, you're being weird. Come. So then we're going. So then we go to dinner, and then we're like sitting down. We have dinner. We drink more. Then there's like a show starting where people are doing like fire dances. I was like, this sounds fun. I just have to go pee, and I go to the to my hotel room, and then I pass out. <laughs> and then I wake up four hours later to my roommates screaming like, where are you? Where are you? Oh, my God. And my friends were like, we thought you, like, that couple kidnapped you. You got stolen. And I was like. Did they not just have the hotel call up to your room first? Right. Well, that's <laughs> like my friends have a dramatic flair and I don't love that about them. <laughs> Hilarious. But I lived until the day and then I'm still friends with the couple on Instagram. So everything oh my worked God. out well. I love wow. that. Wow. Lifelong friends who didn't sell you into sex slavery. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I have just like a kind of a fun one about um sometime in Hawaii. It was crazy just because the fact that it was just such a silly situation and it was really fun. But so anyway, I I was in Hawaii and I was doing karaoke um, at this place and I had done karaoke there before. So I walk in and the the karaoke guy, I was buddy buddy with him. So I walk in, he's like, can you go on? I'm like, oh, okay. The usual (laughs) karaoke emergency. I'm on it, you know? And so he's like sweating and I, so I go on and I sing Midnight Train to Georgia and like the sushi chefs knew all my moves and everything. Was ha- it was like, cause it was, this was a place that did half off sushi and karaoke Thursdays and Fridays. Cool. So, I'm going yeah, there. That's amazing. Yeah, so it was like, I was like, I'm in concert. Yeah. I'd this ask is my your friends. Celine in Vegas. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. So I'd ask my friends. I'm like, are you coming to my show tonight? And they were like, okay, fucking relax. Um, so, um, so I do karaoke and it turns out it's the Prince of Morocco and Mick Fleetwood are in the audience. So he's like wanting to entertain them cause they, they've got, he's got the Prince of Morocco has got like a bunch of guys and uh, whole harem of women that you know like can't drink or <laughs> smile or have fun and so like anything like that it's just part of the culture um and so it turns out so i sing and then mick fleetwood comes up afterwards and he's like hey do you want to hang out with us at the ritz after he's uh, like you're actually a really good singer yeah. and i'm like oh <laughs> i'll go i'll go sure yeah i don't have anything no, I'll, I'll cancel my plans you know I'll go. <laughs> so i just go to the ritz and just party with the prince of morocco and mick uh, fleetwood and all of yes. his friends and all these girls that just fucking hate me because i'm like ha- we'll have fun yeah. yeah anyway like i farted and it was weird <laughs> <laughs> At one point, I got really hammered, and it was just one of those ones that, you know, it didn't make any sound, but it smelled, but definitely the guys started talking in a different language, and I'm like, it's time to go. Yeah, okay. oh, no. <laughs> <That is> my- <laughs> yeah so I, I partied, and then I, I partied, and I wow. partied. Yes. <laughs> but it was, uh, and I actually just was in Chicago, and I saw my friend Liz, who was one of the only people that was there with me that night, and I was like, you were there. I'm like, remember that night? She's like, holy fuck, that was such a crazy night, because we were just at the Ritz, and we were like, okay. like, they were literally, yes, you do. the champagne, we'd have a sip, the champagne oh, just flowed and flowed and flowed. And I was like, yeah, oh it, was, it was so great. But um, 
So but my you have only to watch follow up question is, yes. is the Prince of Morocco single? Because that mm. sounds like a great time. He, uh, I, 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 it was so funny. We started Googling pictures of him. <laughs> I, first of all, he... He's not. He's not the greatest. He's uh. he's not the greatest catch salmon. Mm. Yeah, and okay, I say that because okay. his eyeballs were all over the place. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was a very. F- it, it was like, and you w- you've never seen a weirder group look weirder looking group of guys oh, than man. you've seen, and then the most beautiful women. You're just like, this right, checks out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a group of people staying at the at the at the Ritz, and then they were on their way to like New York afterwards, and then Mick Fleetwood is like 80 feet tall. It was just it was it was a funny wow, night that I was like, like what? That sounds a dream combination. Amazing. It yeah. was fun. So I didn't die, but I did eat too much cheese apparently <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> got too drunk yeah. so you know oh shocker. my god that fun times guys wow. <laughs> fun <laughs> times and <Just laughs> you still do that most nights and I yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I did not get to go to the, I wish I would have gone to the concert and be like do you remember me I farted yeah. in front of you <laughs> right. it would have been my sign yeah. it would have been like Morocco girl yeah <laughs> so fun times fun times the same cannot be said <laughs> for the McCann's yeah Transition oh, was seamless, we're there. Sarah. We're a there. transition seamless was order has arrived. seamless. Yes. <laughs> it is on its yeah. way. It is at your door. That was a seamless that transition. <laughs> She's had too much popcorn. <laughs> Three sips. I called you a lightweight. I'm literally in tears. Come on, that was my plan all along. <laughs> the British is coming out. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. You are. You're a suspect. You're acting like a suspect. Uh, now. You are totally. You are <laughs> yeah, not I acting. Pro- yeah. You are acting like a suspect. Yeah, but you were talking about, of course, uh, Madeline McCann. We were, we were and yeah. that was my very insensitive segue mm. into this crime. This was honestly, I would say, even more so than Maura Murray. We had like a million people DMing us about Madeline McCann. Um, personally, my theory is that I feel like she's the John Bernie Ramsey of England. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of just what I'm telling actually, people when they're like, "Who is that?" I that makes a. I think that's like perfect sense because yeah, it kind of you. was their cultural conversation. Yeah, similar vibes. Yeah, both like little blonde girls. Bad things happen mm-hmm. to them. I mean, only difference, of course, we're not spoiling anything, is that we know what happened to John Bernay, and we still don't know what happened to Madeline. Well, Madeline. we know. Yeah. We know she's. We don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't. We don't have. We know, know for where sure. one of them is. Yes. For sure. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. But back to Madeline anyway. She was born in May of 2003. Mm-hmm. Her parents described her, and this is per the website findmadeline.com. Her parents described her as a happy little girl with an outgoing personality. Um, it says on the site she's always, and I think this is interesting too, the site still refers to her in the present tense. Right. Mm-hmm. And it says she has always been a very popular little person, appealing to both children's and adults alike with her funny and engaging chatter. But they also write, quote, despite her young age, it often felt like Madeline had been on this earth before. Old soul. She was not new. She's three. How old of a soul (laughs) can you have? I don't know. I have friends. I have friends that have kids, though, and they've like literally been like, "Okay, he's new. And she like popped out just just like that. Yeah, she's she was on the Titanic. Okay, you know, like shit like that. (laughs) Like she lived through the Titanic. Yes. Um, (laughs) Her parents were Kate and Jerry McCann, who were both wealthy medical professionals from humble beginnings. Mm -hmm. Kate and Jerry also had two twins, Sean and Amelie, who were like one, I guess, at the time of Madeline's disappearance. Mm -hmm. Um, And she also had this identifying factor, which was like, I don't even know how to describe it. You guys should all just Google it. Like some sort of spot on her eye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That almost made it look like her iris was sort of broken in one corner. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So I think that it was one of those things that 
where uh you know, when they were asking people to look for her, it, she did have this like identifying that, thing. Because like, mm-hmm. there's yeah. a lot of blonde toddlers that kind of look alike. Mm-hmm. Type yeah. of thing. So is there one kind of like, especially yeah, when they're kids and their face is still a little like mushy and, and not. Yeah, I mean, not like they're formed. people, yeah, but they're like, not all the way. Yeah. Yeah. Face. yeah, yeah. So that was kind of like her one thing that was definitely uh, what would make her stand out. Yeah. Yep. So uh, that's kind of so that's like the family, and then where the disappearance completely takes place is uh, on vacation in Portugal to a uh, Praia de Luz. Did I, I pronounce so many things wrong? Yeah, yeah, I think it's like a like luge. The, the Z is like luge, yeah, um, like the sport. My French is coming out. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, the, there we <laughs> the, go. The family well, was on way vacation. To drop that. A, I know. I mean, I had to bring it up. You brought up France. Uh, <laughs> no, but the family was on <laughs> vacation in uh, Portugal to Praia de Luge. Yes, mm-hmm. it's my French will never leave. Um, but they were on vacation with a bunch of friends at the resort, and um, the resort had a kind of a place for like a night nursery for like children, but the McCanns didn't use it because they didn't want the kids to be put to bed too late. Sort of just kind of, uh, you know, it's, it's sort of just the thing a parents does. Like, they have strict rules for their kids, or they want to be like, they can just hang out in their bed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but the, the resort was also kind of nice and more so focused for families. Like, they had a yeah. kids club and stuff like that. And it was sort of just kind of like your traditional, like, it, it looked like on paper, like the perfect beach club yeah. for you to take a family trip it with friends. Fun. It looked yeah. pretty fun. It was just right on the water. They had these amenities Big for pool. kids yeah. and they had mm-hmm. nice options for everybody. Yeah. Um, but they didn't say, but because kind of like with a resort style, they didn't have like uh, normal hotel rooms. They kind of had like villas. Yeah. Which is, like sounds suites. amazing yeah, nice. too. And I feel like mm-hmm. whenever you go on a vacation, you do want a villa. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> if you're ever so lucky. Um, but then they would leave their kids in the apartments to go to dinner just because it's kind of you go to dinner late, and also it's sort of like a, a fail. Like parents want to kind of right. unwind and relax with their yeah. friends on trip and, and get and drunk and, yeah. get, and have classes online. Yeah, and you don't want to have and like we've all seen and I kind of like, we've all seen like kids out to dinner at a restaurant. They're tired or like Ugh. especially in a hotel. They're tired. They're screaming. They want this was before an iPad. They just want like yeah. it's not going to go well for the patrons or for the parents and the kids yeah. too. And the kids just want to sleep. So they, and they would also eat dinner madly. Yeah, I, I yeah. guess that's because it is kind of like the culture yeah. in Portugal. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think in, in other places they do, they start dinner at like 9, 10. Yeah, so, so that's way they, past uh, a kid's bedtime. And so, mine. I think. Yeah, and, yeah, and <laughs> yeah. in New York. And I'm just too hungry for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they had all the, uh, the kids went to bed because it was like, uh, they were with a lot of their uh, couples and friends who also have kids. Yeah. And they all went out to dinner. And they kind of had this like system where they would go and in 15 minute intervals to check on the kids and Madeline and all of that. So they would go up and go like they would like kind of alternate turns being like, all right, you go next 15 minutes, you'll go. Um, but what they and how they would check on it is they'd go in through an unlocked patio door because the room because the door for their room was right next to the kids room. So I guess they didn't want to constantly wake them up. Yeah. And things like that. Basically what they like thought was and as a person with like two deadbolts in my apartment that are super loud, they just thought that the. Would, noise of unlocking the key would wake up their kids makes sense in theory but then also if you're like i'd rather have a kid that's awake and being like where are you i'm going back to dinner than right a kid who has an unlocked back door to their yeah. yeah but i mean like we said this was a this was a family, a family. friendly resort mm-hmm. and up until this point it was probably considered very safe i mean they were wealthy so this was a nice place oh, nice. And, too. Like and and pictures made, and everything mm-hmm. it's gorgeous and yeah oh, I, I think we all established we were watching the netflix one. documentary yeah. we were like this place looks really i, I would like to go visit you right. know like it was mm-hmm. so i think i bet you could this, get a good yeah. discount <laughs> i bet i bet now you could stay and yeah and another reason they liked it because obviously it is a resort the restaurant was right next to like super close to their villa they could 
the McCann said that they could see it from their uh, right. table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then so they uh, reserved the same table every night for that reason and also probably because they felt like they had a table. They were the top of seven <laughs> as they would. Yeah. How do Which you is th- the name of my rap group, incidentally. I, no. <laughs> top of seven. I, like, I hate top of seven, but we'll get into that later. Do you, <laughs> yeah. how, how do you guys feel about it? Like, I mean, I know that we have, uh, I mean, like, would you ever eat dinner and and i mean would like i mean i i just come I in like so many thoughts I and do. feelings that i'm paralyzed I, okay the first one is I, I i understand like not wanting to put your kids to bed because by the time you get them from the night nursery then you wake them up but also having to have someone get up every 15 minutes doesn't sound any more fun or less disruptive yeah because that's my thing i'm like you're doing this to make your dinner easier but then everybody has to annoyingly do that and then you're just kind of like the food comes and you're hungry. Okay, let me walk, check on the kids, and then come back to yeah. do this. Yeah. It yeah. just seems so dumb. And I know that hindsight is twenty twenty, and yeah. we obviously have that bias because they'd apparently been doing this for the better part of their vacation. Yeah. But yeah. So that's what I'm saying. But At that still. point, it kind of was like a thing. And I don't know. I, I, I've gone to, we, we as a family, like, and all of our family friends go on the same vacation every year. And that that's kind of like, and it's cabin camping. I mean, it's in this little town in Northern California. But like the parents would, like sometimes if we were asleep, they would go to another parent's cabin. With and the like doors go, open? Well, yeah, they were all just cabin latches. Like they're, mm. they're, they're, they're kind of like janky little cabins in yeah. uh, a place. But I mean, that was kind of, so when I read this, I go, yeah, I get that. Like they were, they were literally across the pool. They've been doing it all week. The kids probably at this point, even though they were, I mean, not the twins because they were one, but even like, I'm sure that, I don't know how old the other friends kids were. I'm sure they were actually kind of familiar with the space and, and the and the place also because they'd been there all week. Um, So I don't know. I, there's part of me that's like, I get it. Like, yeah, now when you look back, you're like, oh, you fucking idiots. But like, there's but part of me that moment. also, like my parents would go and play on another parent's deck and we would be sleeping and, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I sort of think after I've seen the layout of this resort, it really wasn't this like oasis this remote place that I would feel super safe doing that because there was like literally a main road right outside their door of yeah, the villa. Yeah, this is another That's country. A, it's, yeah. it's a different right. situation. It's not like they were in yeah. the middle of the woods where you yeah. know you can and, well, hear and see if someone else is coming. Like yeah. they were pretty much it's out in the open. Kind of one of those things where it's like a very, it's a nice resort, but it's when it's contained in the resort and right. when like adults know where to go for things like that. But for kid safety and things like that they don't know the difference between a main road and anything and also it's like more so like it's safe but watch yourself type of situation yeah yeah Yeah. i get that i get that let's break down the timeline of actually how this all kind of went down we're getting information from the guardian um and just this is just kind of like a a very much like a, a a timeline of the night so it's May 3rd, it's 20, uh, 2007. I'm so used to saying like 2019. <laughs> so, so, so it sounds weird when you say 2007. So it's 2007. Um, so at 6 p.m., Kate takes the children back to the apartment while Jerry has a tennis lesson. Um, so at, late. Yeah, we're all, I'm t- they probably, you know, you're well, cruising literally the beach. Literally, I eat dinner at 6 right? I'm like, tennis, we'll get into it. No. <laughs> um, they were wealthy, remember. Do you do tennis? Um, at 6.30 p.m., Jerry asks his friend David Payne to check on Kate and the kids at the apartment. 7 p.m., Jerry returns to the apartment and he puts the kids to bed. Um, and the kids are in the front bedroom overlooking the parking lot, overlooking the parking lot, excuse me, and uh, Madeline is in a single bed and she's nearest to the door. Um, at 7.30, Kate and Jerry shower. They change for dinner so they're still in the house. Um, they share a bottle of wine. Um, and around 8.30, 8.35 p.m., Kate and Jerry arrive at the Tapas restaurant, which again is just across the pool. 
Um, they're the first to arrive. Um, the restaurant is approximately 50 yards from the apartment. And um, per the McCann's, you can see the apartment from the restaurant mm-hmm. is what we've, you know, that's what we're led to believe. 8.55, Matt Oldfield checks his apartment and he also goes to the Paynes and tells them the group is waiting on them. Okay, so people are kind of late. So they've already been there a little bit. Um, at 9.05, Jerry goes to check on the kids. He enters through the unlocked patio doors, which we've spoke about, and notices that the door is slightly more open than usual, 45 degrees, and I think he had left it ajar. So already a little bit of like a... That is like, you're, all, you're not even locking your patio door, but you're also leaving it open? Yeah. And then being like, oh, did I leave this? Huh. I don't know. You know what I mean? Just being like, well. Yeah. But if you're not expecting anything, again, yeah. like, and if you're drinking and you're thinking you're in a safe location, I think all that these little true. things, I right. mean, uh, when you look back at them, but, but I can only imagine yet, like, now that they're like, holy fuck. Unless like, that all was the stuff. door to the bedroom. Uh, I believe it was the door to the bedroom. Cause it, yes. Yeah, because I think he noticed that it was a little yeah. ajar and thought that he closed it before and was like, yeah. huh. Yeah. Type huh. of thing. That doesn't look like how it closed. And also it's one of the, it's like, yeah, like. Beach brain after wine, you're just kind of like. I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think it's like, mm. it's the last thing from your mind to think of, which is like kind of one of the most terrible parts about this is that it's yeah. literally, they were probably, uh, they were like probably having a fucking such a fun life. dinner. Yeah. Oh, Are you yeah. kidding me? Having like just big, like shrimps and all kinds of it's food, probably paella. split oh, pot. No, oh, wait, that's, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. No, having no. paella and wine and just like laughing with their best oh, friends. God, and then they're yeah. like, they don't even think anything about a door. Mm-hmm. So that's 905. Um, and when he checks on them, by the way, even though the doors, whatever kind of funky, all the kids are there. They're all asleep. Um, so he puts the door back to five degrees, which I don't know exactly what Which he what measured is. with a protractor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which he did, which he took out of his pocket. Um, <laughs> uh, and then so he uses the bathroom and he heads back to the restaurant. So at 9.08, three minutes later, Jerry sees Jerry Wilkins, who's another guy on vacation, and I guess they chat for a few minutes. And then after that at 9.10, Jane Tanner, who's a part of the group, sees a man walking quickly heading to the outer road of the apartment complex Carrying girl in pink PJs, which sort of at this moment doesn't mean anything. Means nothing. Means mm-hmm. nothing. Means nothing. Yeah. And then now at nine thirty, though, Kate gets up to check on the kids, but uh, Matthew Oldfield and Russell, o- Rush- Russell O'Brien offer to check because they're checking on their kids anyway, which is something I feel like anyone would do. They'd be like, "Oh, you sit down. We're doing this anyway." The Oldfields notices the bedroom door is open and the twins are in their bed, but does not specifically see Madeline, and um. They just kind of, but on Netflix, they also said that he didn't even like look in, just like listened. So there's already some like. He had one job. Yeah, and it doesn't like, even seem like he did it. To get eyes on the children. Yeah. And it's also, it's so true. It's one of those things that you were saying. It's like the farther and farther their progression, pr- yeah. progressing through the dinner, they're probably just like, all right, well, now this is kind of just like boop, 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 which is. Yeah. The more you do something, like the less vigilant you are about it every time Absolutely. you do it. Yeah. 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 So then uh, it kind of comes to a head with at 10 p.m., Kate goes to check on the kids. And notices that the bedroom door blows shut because she sees that the window is open and the shutters are up. Oh, no. Which uh, is new and was not how they left it. Yep. Mm. And the twins are asleep, but that is when they find out that Madeline is missing. So she (sighs) runs back to the Tapas restaurant and tells everyone someone took Madeline. Uh, 10.15, they call the police. 10.30, they arrive. The local police there. And at 11.10, the Policia Judiciaria arrive. So which just is like at, the FBI. FBI. Yeah, the which is their... Or like police. state police. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. looking back at this timeline too, when I just see the timestamps, this was all under two hours. Yeah. So it's kind of wild because they really make it seem like the people that are kind of like criticizing the McCann's kind of make it seem like that they had this long, luxurious dinner and they were like, the one guy was like, oh, they were checking on the kids every 15 minutes. What was this, a fucking like concerto? Like how long was the dinner <laughs> if they all went back multiple mm-hmm. times and checked? But like really this wasn't... This wasn't like not a normal dinner. Like this was 
less than two hours. But I guess the thing is, like, I not a parent, but even the idea of checking on your kids like clockwork every 15 minutes just seems so boneheaded to me because it literally takes two seconds for your kid to go missing. Like, if you've Mm -hmm. ever, like, lost your kid in a crowd temporarily, like, it it takes way shorter than 15 minutes. I feel like they just rationalize themselves into this system so that they wouldn't be inconvenienced. Yeah, and it is kind of that weird thing that I just thought of that it's like, then they're also, every 15 minutes, they're alerting people, no no adults are in this villa. And they're obviously getting and getting out, coming from not a using dinner, a key, not using a key. If some, you know, you know what I mean? Just like if yeah. someone had eyes anywhere. Right. They, it was right next to a main road. This is true. I yeah. mean, it's all it's, it's all, all true. It's You're all not lying. It's hindsight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there were definitely like a lot of issues with the investigation. I feel like, first of all, it did take the police a long time to arrive. Um, but then once they got there, the scene was not preserved. There right. were like a million people coming in and out of that apartment, fucking up the DNA, just like yeah. messing with the crime scene. And also a main point that I thought was really interesting was that the main later disgraced investigator, I forgot his name. Uh, Amaral. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. He was saying in the Netflix documentary that the case was not initially investigated as a disappearance because that in itself is not a crime in Portugal. So they had to investigate it as if it was a robbery. Like, it's not a crime for a person to go missing is basically what he had said. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's different levels between a robbery and it cannot I mean yeah, yeah I don't but know I mean, but I guess at that point like they had to first collect evidence to indicate if it was a right. kidnapping yeah, of course, yeah. yeah um and I don't know it was just like such a shit show from the get-go I feel like yeah. oh my god yeah yeah but I also feel like it was it was like when people are like criticizing like, oh the, the crime scene was a mess it's like my first thought if I'm a parent and my kids my first thought isn't like nobody come yeah. in the room it's, I want it like that was like literally that one, what no, people in the Netflix uh, documentary said and, and it's I like hated you wouldn't that she do said that, that. No, you yeah. wouldn't you'd search you would start yeah. rip, you, you would be yes. yes. open you would judicial you literally wouldn't be like fucking table and find that fucking Yes. Yeah, you know what I mean? Saying. Like you would absolutely you would not be like, no, 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 no yeah. one come in. This is a crime scene. Like yeah. that, no one would ever think that way. No, and it's like, and and so there was also uh, a suspect apparently, right? Oh yeah, early. Oh. That was the thing. Like the police would <laughs> just early jump suspect. on the most random shit early on and not like keep it close to the vest, which is, I feel like, what many police departments do with an ongoing investigation. Mm-hmm. So like really early into invest the investigation, they released released a sketch. If I use that term like very loosely of a suspect, which was, yeah, yeah, dead ass, just like an egg with a side part. Mm -hmm. And they published this in the newspapers like this is a suspect. Like, yeah, look look for a slender man. Look for this. With no face. Literally, there was no face. Look for side bangs. Remember when that woman like (laughs) was over the picture of Jesus and was like, I made it nice. And it was just that. I'm like, that was a better sketch than this. Literally. Yeah. It was honestly crazy. They didn't have a face. There were no eyes and nose. Like, like there was nothing. Well, I mean, how could you publish that? It's a circle. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, but these cops, the, the police in Portugal were definitely like not. They're just the drinking fucking, too much vino verde. Like, what are y'all doing? They out were there? not the yeah. sharpest guys. Yeah. I mean, they were. They were. There was a lot of things, and I have to say that I, I do think that they were part of a huge part of. I think that maybe oh, yeah. other things could have happened, but mm-hmm. obviously, I don't know. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I wasn't there, but. The police kind of took this very like cocky, I got it type situation. So like it was reported that they weren't like following up on tips that people were leaving them. They were just so focused on like not the right things. They were taking these long lunch. Like they would just didn't make it a point to kind of help the McCanns Mm -hmm. who were getting, you know, obviously very frustrated who kind of ended up starting to to find their own ways. And like Mm -hmm. they went to the media themselves because they felt like the police weren't helping um, and they weren't really doing their jobs. And then the police were also like leaking all this information the whole time to like their own medias. And it was 
causing this fucking frenzy. And a lot of times the stuff that they were leaking was not even correct. And it just completely muddied the whole thing. And and then it caused people. And again, it's like one of those things that it became this thing where now everybody has an opinion because all of this stuff because it became such a media thing that everyone's like, oh, I know, exactly. like everyone thinks yeah. that they can solve I feel it. Like it's, it was seriously yeah. the definition of a media circus. Yeah, Cause it, it, it beca- honestly Because it became like the most sensational story of yeah. the time. So that yeah. everyone was just kind of jumping on it. And media, they needed to publish things on it because it's the only thing people wanted to read about. Yeah. So like, right. all right, what else can we write about? You know what I mean? Type of situation. Yeah. yeah. And it really kind of, but it, but it just sucks that it like, it's the police, the people that are supposed to help you with it. The police kind of like started this media front. Yeah. I think I, well, what I, I, yeah, was, I think what it seemed like is that they kind of just like made this whole thing. Yeah. Especially from the fact that they're leaking information to the media that was not correct, which like later on they would just go on to blame like translation issues. And it's like, Okay, a girl there's is missing. A, mm-hmm. Can you take it a little seriously? Yeah. Also, there's a difference mm-hmm. between like translation issues and just sending things to journalists. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, right. It, it really was because yeah. the main the main journalist in the or the main reporter in the, in in the Netflix. Netflix doc mm-hmm. was the one that was kind of and, and was the one that was kind of giving out most of the false information. And now, you know, looking back, she was kind of like, well, I guess that was a little fucked up. <laughs> like I see my role she in it now. She seemed to have but felt bad. She did yeah. seem to have felt bad, but she was yeah. also the kind of an idiot and you're just like okay you were also but just she, getting you were getting your rocks off to be fair. The, yeah, yeah, but yeah. It was interesting yeah. i loved her point of view to be like oh wow this was what she was sent out to get like they were saying that it was being covered like uh the death of princess diana like it was mm-hmm. an insane story because it also yeah. crossed to, into like two different countries too it was immediately it was international i mean news. yeah i yeah. mean it, yep. it was yeah it was international yeah, yeah immediately i think you're right. I think it had that same level of the John Bonet were, which is which is I think also something that ended up um, not hurting it, but I think that it did become this mm-hmm. thing that like the people of Portugal were like, we have missing children. Like, why is this British girl getting all this shit? And it was just so so. There was like a lot of other like thoughts about that as well, you know, and, mm-hmm. and what was happening with that. I mean, I do think that statistically, like the police were right to hone in on the parents, or at least not completely take their word for it, because. Mm-hmm. I think I had researched this figure, so I guess it's not accurate necessarily for Europe, but like if a child dies in the U.S. at least, mm-hmm. I think between four and six percent of the time it's an outside person and other, literally the mm-hmm. other 90 whatever percent, four. six to four percent of the time, it's the family. Yeah. So, yeah. And then it's kind of bolstered by the fact that the parents seemingly had some inconsistent stories yeah yeah you brought you bring up like yeah the parents that was one of the leads that the parent that the cops kind of immediately or the policia um kind of immediately (laughs) jumped on um and and i think a lot of it was some bad timing and i think a lot of it was um you know just them kind of needing they they you know the the police need to win as well well, like as well as the the, you know they needed to kind of because they started to look at these people who were kind of yeah grieving and uh sad and struggling and kind of like pinpointed them as like how people to be written about do you know what i mean and yeah like drew on their characteristics and stuff like that yeah from that angle of being like how can we convey who they are in this article and blurb about them and their missing child that we don't have answers for instead Absolutely. of being like here are these people yeah the mccann's kind of became uh essentially a, a celebrity type figure and like with all celebrities that rise to fame quickly um we turn on them um, <laughs> and that's just what we do as fucking people <laughs> it's true um and it just it really did it really did happen to them the the um court of public opinion um started to really 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 point the finger at jerry and kate they thought that the way that they acted was incorrect and they thought that they were too calm and collected and it's like listen nobody knows what the fuck they would 
do in this yeah. situation. Like mm. you don't know what you do. And also you're trying, like they were really trying to appeal to maybe whoever they thought had. So they were trying to like get a message across and trying to convey information um, and, and really get stuff. And people didn't like that about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also there was doubt. Um, a lot of doubt was cast. There was um, this woman, Felicia Cabrita, who is a, a journalist who, um, who did this whole thing where she went and she went to the tapas restaurant and she sat at their table and she sat at the seat and she was like, I can't even see the room. You know, mm-hmm. I can't even see the room. And she caught it, it. It it was reason to doubt their story. And the people were like, could they even see the room? Were they even in Portugal? Did yeah. they leave the kids there? You know, like it just it became this huge fucking thing <laughs> exactly. that yeah. then they were like, I mean, oh, I, what I else are they see, lying about? Like you know? I could see them in a lot of these like accounts, I think could have also been slightly exaggerated after the fact to not Absolutely. look as bad, like seeing yeah. the restaurant. And Absolutely. that guy who said that he like maybe peeked his ear in the door, maybe took a look around. Maybe he just like dead, just did not go. Yeah. Exactly. And like yeah. after the fact did not want this to be pinned on him because he knew he didn't well, do it. I'll that is purely my speculation. I do not think that's what happened, but I'm yeah. just saying like, there's a lot of variables that kind of you're, and also right. it's like were. things that you're not even moments. Kind of what we were saying. It's these people doing like a kind of, Back of mind task at a dinner, yeah. kind of checking base. When you They're don't not think thinking of every single step happen. they do. It's like you don't remember everything you did when you're walking to the subway. You don't. Right. Mm-hmm. No. Place. Like if somebody were, would ask me, yeah, well, how did I get here today? I'd be yeah. like, I don't, uh-huh. I don't remember, man. Yeah. I don't like, you know, I, I don't know. Um, but so like Jerry was definitely criticized because even sometimes he would say that he went through a locked door, and then he'd be like, no, I went through an unlocked door. Like mm-hmm. it, it just it got really muddied because yeah, these people that were doing mundane thing. Not, I mean, not mundane. Not, they were checking but, the goods. But it's yeah. mundane up until the moment that, that it's not. If this didn't happen, happens. it would have been mundane. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, one of the arguments that I fucking hate that they that they put on Kate. One of the reasons to point a fo- finger at Kate when they were like, Kate said she looked under the bed, but the bed was too close to the ground. It's like your instincts when your kid is missing from is a bed would just be to look under. You're not yeah, used that would, to that if small If I even bed. dropped like anything, that yeah. would be my first instinct, tra- even yeah. if the bed was like connected to the floor. Yeah, yeah, but people use this as a way to be like, why would Kate look under a bed if it was too close to the ground? Because that's like, like people started to do gotcha journalism to them to be like, uh-huh. <laughs> there is no ground. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, this woman is having a panic attack. <laughs> the yeah. is coming from inside the Yes, it's just it's so all these and it's so rude. And I just remember when I was watching the documentary, and the lady was like, "But why would she do that?" And I was like, "You're not fucking smart. You be quiet." Yeah, Yeah. she said it. She was like. Mm-hmm. Like my god, yeah. or she knew that mm-hmm. bed was on the ground. Like this is not her regular yeah. bed. Yeah, and it was like she's journal. literally she was friend. looking yeah. for her child. Another thing that really caused um, a stir was that so Jane Tanner, obviously, as we said, it was one of their one of their great friends that said that you know this very uh, detail of I saw a guy walking with a kid that w- that we thought meant nothing, mm-hmm. but maybe could have meant something because well, all yeah, this stuff. she didn't even she didn't even uh, think to bring it up at all until she like didn't. an hour. It, like into a, the invest- yeah, there yeah. was like well, and she's like maybe I saw a guy, yeah. but like so she a couple months later um, was like she kind of started to again then give more details about this mm-hmm. egg with the side part and then people were kind of like well you know stuff now and I and I truly and then and, you know she she started kind of pointing the finger at people and I truly believe that it just came from a part a, a place of like I don't think she was trying to be malicious I think it really came from a place of trying to help her friends and being like let me really kind of almost make up details to see if I like you well, know on I mean? the she was, like, yeah on the flip side stuff. of that like yeah. that is a sign of lying is like if things are too detailed so yeah. people think the fact that she kept adding details to her statement over time supposedly is indication that it was a lie, but 
yeah. I mean, that's just what some people. Do. I think it was yeah. a very desperate attempt right. to try to help. I think it was somebody just like, and I don't necessarily think she was making like, it up, but this. she yeah. would just maybe like no. rack her brain, like and you know, in Criminal Minds when they're like, close your eyes and now picture where you were at this, and they're like, oh yeah, this is the unsub. Like right. it could have just been like she was racking and her brain, just yeah, like self like a prophecy to like wishing and begging and screaming oh, yeah. for answers Wanting. and being like this could be something that maybe as you kind of connect like you she's con- she's working overtime to connect dots yeah maybe. everybody and maybe yeah just because they want it i i really i i truly yeah. think like it was it was a desperate woman trying to help like like you know uh, also okay. another mother trying to be like what the f- i might have yeah. seen the guy that something did this that was, and i mm-hmm. didn't do anything about mm-hmm. it you know so i'm sure that there's a lot of feelings with jane tanner and that um there was also an inconsistency i inconsistency where they said that the windows were open and the shutters were open the breeze coming in but when the police came the blinds were closed and there was no breeze who kn- that that also could have been part of 20 people looking for things and being like well let's shut this one let's not let anybody you know, we, we don't know what happened there mm-hmm. but again they use all these little things as mm-hmm. reasons to point the finger at the McCanns um, and then when they fingerprinted the window um, the inside glass all they had was Kate's palm print which would make it seem like she was actually closing closing something but again remember this is a vacation resort that, so yeah. trying to do a dna no, testing on no what happened was this. like though i think the window was like the sort of window where you it's put like, your hand on it and you slide yeah. it yeah, yeah yeah so the fact that they found it on the inside and indicated that she might have opened it and not actually closed it right which would have like discounted her story of the window was open so she closed it Oh right, 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 right. Okay. I think that that was like the thing about the palm print. Grab from, yeah, yeah. I, I just know. I've never had a palm activated. Scr- <laughs> I didn't understand that part. I just get like Siri I always do that for me. Yeah, yeah. Alexa. Right. Yeah. I'm always just struggling with the legend. I've been at these resorts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but kind yeah. of. Uh, and you were getting to this, so yeah, things started to sort of go south for the McCanns. Kind yes, of, they were they these did. people that they first everyone was like, "Oh my God, their daughter is missing." I would hate this. Is awful. This is awful. But then people we like turned on them. We turned, about turned, turned. And it's the three D's that kind of started to have things happen for them. And that was dogs, drugs, and DNA. <laughs> <laughs> the three D's. The three D's. Dun, 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 uh, every it. time. <laughs> Otherwise, it was uh, dun, dun, dun. dun. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. But um, so with most uh, cases of, even though this was considered a robbery, but like are missing people or anything where they need to find something, you have dogs. So they had cadaver dogs. And uh, these dogs kind of went right to the case, and they also had the blood dog too. The blood dog, yeah. Yes. Oh, so many three types of D's for dogs too. <laughs> but um, they had a uh, dogs kind of go into the scene, and they just started like barking as they do, and they're kind of like, okay, what are these like clues going on and mm-hmm. happening? So they had them bark between the bed and the closet, and uh, for her toy, which is under the sink, and sort of just like kind of going like, hey, why are here? And um, they also barked near a family's rental car on the driver's side door situation yeah i guess to preface this the way that this was presented was that when the dogs will only bark in the at least mm-hmm. in the case of the cadaver dog it'll only bark in the presence slash i guess scent of, the- of a dead body mm-hmm. and they were trying to position these dogs as infallible like 100 percent success yeah. rate so the fact that these dogs barked meant a hundred percent that madeline had was- died and her remains had been in the in this between the bed and the closet on the floor in this rental car. In the car it was their whole so case. that was it was supposed to be this like smoking and gun that yeah. kind of goes into the dna aspect of it too because mm-hmm. they said that they uh the police claimed that they had a dna match of 80 percent this was of, the lie mm-hmm. the lie of madeline's uh dna in the rental car well that's probably true because we share about 98 percent of yeah. our dna and then when people like, are like you and i and then yeah. when people are also like it's insane like being like there's hair of hers in the car like 
hair falls out all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, but no, the, the 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 blood was the the from behind the couch because the car they actually didn't even rent until twenty five days after. So the fact that the right. dog found this mm-hmm. thing and then they were like they were like and then that was the, that cops per, like preposterous idea that was like, well, you froze her and then you put her in the car. <laughs> and, and they are were you like, fucking kidding? These people yeah. are on vacation. They were they were also like, we've been watched for twenty four hours a day. Every fucking day right. since this happened, you think we you think we transported and like a that was fine. That was them. so yeah. preposterous. You, this guy was out of his mind. If you watch yeah, the, if you really, watch the documentary, I'm, this guy just wanted to not be wrong. Yeah. So he's like, I know. They I, the just, also, I felt like he was floundering for Ugh, sure. I also think that was one of the moments where they were like, Yeah, we can make this an eight part doc. Like we'll oh put my that God. in. Yeah. When I was like, Did we need his point of view? Did we need that point of view? Oh wait, let's get Jerry McCann's cousin's roommate's friend from college. I'm honestly shocked none of us were in the doc just to give our I know, like, I know. I My expert opinion. Yeah, when you were like, I was in Lipson. Yeah. And yeah. it would have been that. Yeah, Lisbon, you know what? Lisbon. Lipson yeah, is the podcasting hosting <laughs> system. Not a place in Portugal, but you're doing good. <laughs> I literally can say no words. <laughs> but this is, it, it is, it, uh, the only thing that I think that that cop actually said that made sense to me, mm-hmm. um, which goes back to her marking, he said, he said her having that mark in her eye mm-hmm. is actually something that will maybe deter people from ever giving her back because now that it, the, the case is so big, like since she has that thing, whoever has her, Would. now that this thing is blown up, mm-hmm. maybe if they were going to give her back or do something, it's they might. Late. You mean That's, because the family released to the media that she had that mark on that her eye because of the picture yeah so that was the only thing that that cop so no said that i thought made yeah, yeah that's i mean the i only thing I that he think said that initially everything he else. was right to like side eye the parents because again they they were acting irresponsibly and statistically most of the time if a kid mm-hmm. goes missing it has someone in the family did yeah. it mm-hmm. but this yeah. so like and then um one last the statistics yeah and also i think this guy totally bungled the case which yeah. is evidenced by the fact that he was dismissed eventually <laughs> however yes. like i think i don't know i just feel bad being like he's a total scumbag yeah well yeah. so it's one of the it's like there's a lot of roads leading to right uh, potential idea and also with the case where there's like not there's a lot but also at the same time not that much to grab from right kind of like okay well if these all add up this should like technically oh this should um kind of like statistically be the answer type of thing and that's right and i get like i don't know i get the human impulse obviously as a police officer you should not be like this but i get why you would just want to like dig your heels in further and further which like now that this guy has no duty to be objective he is clearly doing and also it's one of those it's also a thing too when he was like you're going to be in this documentary. And he's like, okay, these are all my thoughts about this. And this is yeah. like something that could maybe. Yeah. But he also wrongfully, well, I don't know if it was wrong, but remember he, but he also accused there was a case that was happening before the Madeline um, case happened mm-hmm. where he was accused of beating this guy in a, um, in an investigation room yeah. and trying to blame the cop. This, oh, this we just call that interrogation in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We just call that uh, so I was like, girl, that's Friday. Yeah. <laughs> SVU. That's the Bronx. But so he, but, but <laughs> essentially he was, but he was our Guido in this other case while the Madeline thing was happening. So he was, this particular guy was trying to get a win so bad because he was trying to clear himself of the bad behavior from another mm-hmm. case. Mm-hmm. So everything that happened during this was like, was so, so, so there was a lot of sketchy stuff that happening with this yeah. fucking guy and mm-hmm. um, this fucking guy. Uh, so, so there was like a lot. So he really mm-hmm. was trying to get people on his side to be like, no, I'm good at this. I'm good at this when it's yeah. like, and the- you're not. Last thing that I'll say about, well, I mean, I'll probably say 900 things about them before this. <laughs> this <laughs> is your last word. Yeah. And I'm zipping up and just drinking peanut. No, but um, <laughs> people also thought the third D drugs 
that um, the twins were drugged during yes. this because they mm-hmm. were in the same room with Madeline and they kind of slept, they like through everything, slept through the commotion and everything yep. like that. Mm-hmm. But also, and I mean, I don't have kids. I don't know if maybe they're just like clonked out. They could just be like right. asleep. And like Kate kept on, che- like when the mom, obviously she checked on them probably a little bit more. I'm thinking, uh, Carefully than the other like parents and family members yeah. who came in. She was full on they like, were finger always... under the nose. Are you breathing? <laughs> yeah. They were always breathing and things like that. Yeah. So I, that's kind of just a weird or a third theory that people are bringing up that could have potentially yeah. happened. That. Well, this theory is so interesting to me because I, I really feel like this is a game of telephone and like how rumors get started. Absolutely. Because when I was I started researching this case even before I did a lot of it, I was like, oh, parents did it easily. They mm-hmm. drugged her. Like, we know this is a fact. And I literally thought that it was a known fact that the parents had given her at least like NyQuil or Benadryl or something to like conk them out. But that's really not true at all. And it was kind of this narrative or like a hypothesis that was just put forth by the police. Like maybe they did that. And then it kind of took on a life of its own. I think when they had asked Jerry's sister if they had drugged the kids and she was like, well, I don't know. The strongest thing they would have given them was Calpol, which I think is like ibuprofen. Yeah. Which yeah, does which not put you to sleep because if it did, yeah. I would have overdosed on it by yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. But like, so Once I really a month, think I would be asleep. Asleep. Yeah. 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 It's like it for this my crazy rumor <laughs> that started out of literally nothing that so many people on the Internet accept as fact. Like yeah. when I put it on our Insta story, NATC pod. People were, I was like, what do you guys think happened to nice. her? And so many people were like, oh, yeah, well, the parents drugged her, so they obviously did it. Like, people just accept this as a fact. Well, because that's the insane, yeah. like, this truly, and what blew my mind is, like, this story became, like, the dinner conversation for people. Like, I mm-hmm. remember they were saying, like, on the, I was reading, like, when they were in the air, they'd be, like, it'd be its own, like, news section. Like, they mm-hmm. would have just, like, info on Madeline, and there'd just be stories about her and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So then, obviously, and case in point us was people this, read yeah, things and dinner conversation where the parents had the kids at dinner with them oh or, my gosh or, oh. well first you split a <laughs> bottle of wine they like so how do we think madeline's gone i'm oh sorry God. i'm <laughs> sorry i had to get one in. and for that we're all going to hell <laughs> well you already went with your intro You're right, huh? <laughs> see <I'm> you there <laughs> yes dinner conversation where the kids were present yeah. um no, but sorry, go ahead. No, but no. <laughs> but exactly, it was kind of a thing where there was like, this was the story that it was, was happening. Yeah, so everybody it was like, had a theory. And also, it's one of those things where people, and also Twitter was now a thing with stuff like that. So people would just be like, could just say what they wanted to say. And then yeah. people would be like, oh, is that a fact? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I believe the theory more, uh, well, I guess I know we're, we're talking about this, but as far as the twins sleeping through things, I mean, there there is another option that whoever took Madeline also like, I think it makes more sense that whoever took as I don't think the parents did it obviously that they put something <laughs> spoiler a spoiler, yeah. spoiler, <laughs> spoiler I think they're nice people um, <laughs> but You're I think tomorrow. that they could have also like that would have made sense too that they were mm-hmm. drugged by somebody else and people were just really wanted to believe that the parents did it and it's like you know I, I just I, I don't think that makes as much sense as somebody else trying to make them be quiet so they can take a kid. I don't know. That's just, yeah. yeah, you know. I mean, I also fueling the theories that the parents did it is the fact that in September 2007, Kate was named as a suspect. She sure However, was. even saying that, I think, is, for lack of a better word, suspect. Because, <laughs> sorry, I didn't do that on purpose. I just have no vocabulary. But I loved it. Um, thank you so much. Um, I had... So basically, like, the Portuguese word that they're using is arguido, which Arguido, yeah. they're saying <laughs> yeah. is is not a derogatory term for Italians. It's, um, <laughs> they're saying it translates to suspect, but I read a Newsweek article that says it's kind of been a mistranslation, and the term actually just means person of interest. Right. Which is, like, way different. 
<laughs> yeah. In any case, they bring her in September 2007. So this is like my four months after Madeline disappears. I counted on my fingers. Um, they basically bring her in and they're like, all right, we'll give you a plea deal, plea deal of two years if you confess right now to accidentally poisoning your daughter. Yeah. Shockingly, that strategy did not work. Um, and then Jerry was also named on our Guido 12 hours later. Um, so I feel like at this point, the McCanns are going back to the UK. They're like, fuck, mm-hmm. we yeah. don't want to be caught in this yeah. mess. And then, yeah, which people also think made them look guilty. I don't know. Um, in 2008, the case was archived, so they were no longer Arguidos. And honestly, it doesn't even matter because by February, the police had admitted that it was a mistake to name them Arguidos. And that's per the Newsweek article. So they're bad police. Yeah. it's like, And that's also a thing where it's like they just, you can't just go like, Oops. And then like have these people dragged <laughs> because of yeah. the attention yeah. that it was. Yeah. It was like then all of a sudden because, you know, like obviously, yeah, it's like all of us that like I didn't follow the case so closely when it was happening. But I right, remember I just, was like, yeah, it's like you were like, ah, please, parents did it. And then you see yeah. that one people yeah. magazine that's like Jerry and Kate. You're like, yeah. yeah. And then that's what sticks with you. You don't mm-hmm. actually follow up to say like when it's like, no, they're cleared. You're not actually like good thing. Like you just you kind of it, that exactly. that sticks with you because it's yeah. what makes the most sense statistically. And this thing. So it just it, well, it, it's like heartbreaking for. Yeah, you know, I feel like in this case, too, it sort of seems like one could argue, at least in like the U.S. legal system, I feel like you can get off on technicalities. Of course, it doesn't happen that much. But like even just the way they phrased it, that like the case just got archived. So their stat, their, you know, status was lifted. It wasn't yeah. like they did any. It was not like they found like anything an else. Yeah. yeah, right. Because there was nothing really to find. There wasn't. There wasn't. And no. and and this was again, I think this case like they were just they people were grasping at straws. They wanted answers to what happened. Yeah. Because they actually, the McCanns weren't the first people that they accused yeah. of doing this. They actually accused this guy named Robert Murat, who happened to be just somebody who was living very close to the, um, he was living very close to the resort. He was a real estate consultant and he was living in Praia de Luche. <laughs> and um, <laughs> he actually was helping everybody translate things. Like he was translating mm-hmm. to witnesses and police and anybody that saw anything and with the McCanns and everything. And he was kind of just being a helpful dude. Um, which for some reason made him a suspect <laughs> because there well. was just this case. There was the reason why they, they were like, oh, this guy's too nice over here because there was this case that had just happened in England where the helpful guy turned out to be the guy that murdered these. Was it two or three girls? It was like, I think, I think it, was it was two. It was two girls. Yeah. It was those two teenagers. But also yeah. that's like a common trope. That the, mur- the that really, if, yeah. if you watch Criminal Minds, yeah. which I do, because it's run, completely yeah. factual, just yeah. run into a which crime scene and be like, "I can translate." Yeah, yeah. but yeah. I mean, but also, <laughs> I would. I literally hear, I overhear like tourists <laughs> yeah. speaking French or whatever on the subway, and I'm like eavesdropping to see if I can help them. Yeah. But also, like, yeah. how fun you know the guy who yeah. picked me up once. Yeah, yeah. Do you know the guy that went to my Super Bowl party? Yeah. But um, <laughs> but I mean, but how fucked is is it that that's yeah. our first thought? We're like, oh, this helpful guy, yeah. he must be involved. When like, really, he was just a dude who lived with his mom, who was blind in one eye. Like, he was just a fucking dude, and we were like, you're a murderer. Like, it's just so crazy that that's what we as. That, but that's what we, you know, we because we have criminal minds. I know <laughs> it's like no, it's but I'm like people are so suspicious because there are some true. people who are like initially they were like this guy's great, and then eventually some people are like this guy seems kind of weird right, yeah yeah so, yeah i think it's the same thing as you're saying with the parents it's like people just will fucking and turn I feel on like you i know was, they will uh, they really will that wasn't like the first 12 days of the investigation that was kind yeah. of when the parents even though like you kind of realize you connect dots and you start to think about the parents but in the first moments 
I feel like at least not from a just from like the public eye and kind of like putting clues together, you never want to immediately jump to that. Yeah. Situation. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. So they yeah. went for him. And then also at that time, there weren't a ton of like connecting being like, hmm, these things can make a little mm-hmm. bit of sense. And uh, so that kind of goes to the second. They had a second suspect that also came out, which is a uh, Sergei uh, Malinka. Mm hmm. Uh, he was a computer programmer making a site yeah. from a rat at the time of the yeah. disappearance. Yeah. So kind of just like linking them as well. And uh, but the police, we, they linked together through that. But the police could never really connect him. And he was never named a suspect. As no. we now know, though. But they like ransacked both these guys houses. Really? Right. They that's would, the thing. They like picked them up like fucking weird old style. And then we're like, hey, we're going somewhere. And, and then would just go through their like. And I know from uh, their houses on oxygen, they said that their lives are still never the same from this. No, like, no. They, they, Even this random no. Sergey, who seems like a totally a random dude, programmer. literally <laughs> totally random dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there were just like rumors from tabloids that tried to implicate him, even though he was never even officially he was just a named suspect. a suspect. No, no, he was just being talked to. He like, literally was just a random dude, which kind of sucks because what if some random person that you rarely interacted with, like, what, I'm like, what if like one of the developers on our website who have never met in person, like did right. a crime and they're like, Sarah, you're guilty. Yeah. And I'm like, what the you're fuck? Like, who? Yeah. Like, who's Chase? Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, I've only That's emailed him to be like, yeah. hey, what's. Can you fix this? Like, he's so annoying. Like, I'd be fucking pissed. No, yeah. yeah. And then that's truly that one job is now, he's only known as that. Like, his life is over from that. Yeah. So it's good as it's yeah. kind, of, kind of what we were talking about earlier. It's like, once the court of public opinion is against you, turns on you, it doesn't matter. Do you, yeah, done. How are you going to do it? What are you you are do? done yeah. forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sucks. All right. Let's move on to suspect number three. This who, is Sarah's favorite this suspect, is Sarah's, by the way. She's talking about her, yeah. has a crush on this suspect. Yeah, talks yes. about her pee pee, pre pee now. His yeah. name is. <laughs> What's his name? The smelly dude, yep. a.k.a. my boyfriend. <laughs> wow. Red, been these rough. red yeah. right. flags yeah. all over the place. So great. Um, so okay. Great. So here's what happened. I didn't think that was that funny, but thank you guys. Mm-hmm. If I ever do stand up, I'll bring you to my show. Mm-hmm. Thank oh my you. <laughs> okay. So what happened was in 2014, police started, were investigating Madeline's disappearance again, slash still. And they say that, they kind of c- make the connection that this lone intruder had sexually assaulted five girls between the ages of seven, ten in the Algarve, which is like the region of Portugal where Pride Deluge is. And this had happened between 2004 and 2006. So the in the years before Madeline's disappearance. Then on top of that, there were 12 incidences of a man just entering people's holiday accommodations uh, and mainly villas with British families staying in them. What? Which is a very weird yes. specific thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Seems too similar to be coincidental. Yeah. This guy was reportedly dark haired and tanned, I guess as most Portuguese people are. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He some victims had described him as wearing like a burgundy like the V-neck shirt. Yeah. He was a Rajanishi. Right. Um I imagine he's changed his shirt since then, so like don't call <laughs> the cops on every guy in a burgundy V neck. Hey, you could though. Do right. it for I fun. Love, if it's yeah. a V neck, chances are you're he right. He's a criminal. Mm-hmm. Um but there were six incidences where he would sit on the victims' beds. Nine out of the twelve times there was no yeah. forced entry and nothing was taken. So again like if so this guy's involved with the McCann disappearance, he didn't have to force entry into the apartment. Um, three of the times he took small stuff like cash and cell phones. Police said he had, quote, a very, very unhealthy interest in young white girls. Ah, screams internally. <laughs> he had he was unshaved with unkempt hair, spoke English very slowly, had a foreign accent. Some said he had a pot belly. 
Three of the victims said he was smelly, hence the smelly dude. Yikes. My, yeah. Yikes, indeed. Yeah. As for the particular scent, I don't know. One of the victims said it was aftershave. One said tobacco. And the other just said he had a funny smell. So, I don't know. He's smelly. Seems suspicious. And, and we think that he might have been the same guy. In the Netflix documentary, they, they, they touch on... Um, a guy going door to door trying to raise money for orphans mm -hmm. and thinking that there was and, and then seeing the same guy come into the room, you know, while they were upstairs. So we're thinking I, also just that, that we're, we was think that's that the, same. the smelly guy. Well, I mean, because the, the mom, you, you watched the end of the documentary right? yeah. when and the mom caught somebody in like she like the guy knocked on the door and was like, yeah. we need money. I and then she caught him because it was the same guy, but she caught him then in just the room with her daughter. I and then she was I don't know because know the other thing is, like that, but I don't there was something, was but, there was couple, but there was a couple. But there was a couple people that said that there was weird. There was, the there was like people right. knocking because, on doors trying yeah. to get money for an orphanage, and it was the same weird story. And I think they were, it was like reported that he was like around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think because the other thing weirdos. is that like there was an uptick in burglary and criminality in Pride de Luge in April 2007. So if it's not the smelly dude, that could easily be some other weird dude. Yeah. Just two more fun facts about the smelly dude that mm -hmm. sort of maybe cast doubt on my theory. Mm -hmm. Number one, which is the main one, is that no children that we know of were abducted by this guy. And most of the incidences happened like way later in the night between 2 and mm -hmm. 5 a.m. Um, so that kind of is like oh for two for so like his mo yeah, yeah it's kind of like it's not a perfect gotcha mm. moment unfortunately i can't be that gotcha journalist <laughs> however this is the theory that i'm going with it just seems like there are so many coincidences and yeah there's a little differences like madeline was way younger than these victims her disappearance occurred later yeah. than this guy's like reign of terror yeah Are we, go, are, are we going into theories of the whodunit? You think do it was it. the whodunit? Okay, because uh -huh. I, I do think, so a lot of things that they touch on too in the documentary is that there kind of was this weird underground pedophilia ring like kind of happening. There was mm -hmm. like this whole weird, uh, it was like the, what they call it like the dream something where mm -hmm. where another kid that was missing oh. from Portugal, was his picture was found in this kind of like database of, of kids that were kind of on the dark web and stuff like that. And there was also that school that essentially you know, kids were going to that millionaires were coming in and, and kind of, you know, fondling and doing yeah. stuff. Um, so, so I do think that there was like, I, I think that there was uh, somebody creepy. I think it was a, I don't know if it was a smelly guy. I don't think it was a smelly guy. I think it was a, a pedophile. I think it was a pedophile. Mm -hmm. And I think that it, she was taken with the hopes of getting a ransom. And then when it got so big, they, I think that maybe they had to do something. I think at that point, giving her back, like there was no way they weren't going to get caught. Right. So I think, I think that maybe she was taken with the, with the idea of like, I'm going to take this rich kid for money. And I think it was kind of involved in this, this pedophile ring that they said mm -hmm. that there was like a, the ton, a ton of them in Portugal. And as one, that one guy in the documentary was like, even pedophiles go on vacation or something like that. Yeah. And you're like, cool. Yeah. Which was comforting cool. thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're like, whatever. But I think, I think it was more tied into this weird underground circle yeah. like that so that they do, talked about. Do you think she was taken by like a trafficker or some pedophile who was trafficker, a trafficker? Mm -hmm. Cause I, yeah, I feel like, Again, from my sometimes limited knowledge of sex trafficking, I don't think that someone who is trafficking is necessarily a pedophile if they're just like kidnapping. Okay, that's well, they're I kidnappers. Oh, I meant, that, you I know, I that's what I'm saying. It's like, do you think it was like a highly skilled person no, who I mean was trafficker. just going to kidnap her? A trafficker that was going to try to get her into pe to, okay. into, to ring. To uh, that's what I think. Because okay. yeah. mine is slightly slavery. different yeah. because I think that she was just taken by a pedophile like for the purpose of doing bad things yikes no nah, but i could see sex trafficking also because 
it was happening. I mean, she was yeah. like a white blonde British girl, and they said that that yep. was valuable at that time. Yeah. That's why I kind of feel I'm going more with the sex trafficking side, and mm-hmm. it's one of those things because I, I, uh, I, I, there wasn't a ton of evidence for this, but I feel like with a hotel this large and kind of just like you can never trust anybody who really like you hope everybody who works at a hotel mm-hmm. is kind of legitimate, but that they this is kind of like they're like tradition that they go out to dinner by themselves and then check on it it's kind of right so that means that they're friendly with the staff there enough and the waiters be like oh the kids are in the they're probably just making small talk right you think there was somebody inside i feel like there was someone inside and i right forgot where i read it from that that they even would like talk about that they were like because like they were like all families on vacation they'd be like oh no but we're just going to dinner with the parents the kids are going to be at home just kind of like right uh checking boxes for like their reservations and then so that means like something ticks off that they're like, okay, these are their kids. Not that it was specifically like, we're going to do something with these families. Like, okay, we know one of them has a young, blonde, blue-eyed girl that could be used for, unfortunately, sex trafficking that was very large there. Yeah. That's definitely possible. There's another also Reddit theory that has gained some traction since the documentary came out because, like, the fucking nature of the internet is so ridiculous. Yes. Like, mm. someone will publish, like, a half-baked fan theory on Reddit and then, like, there will be a million articles about how it's fact. But... This one is sort of interesting and they kind of think that someone had been watching the McCanns for like multiple days or at least a day mm-hmm. to kind of get their schedule down. And then there's this moment in the documentary earlier on in the day where Madeline makes a statement that she's tired. And so the people who have watching this documentary are like, oh, she was tired in the middle of the day this guy was watching them and like slipped her some drugs as a test that he would like slip her later. Yikes. And like the internet was like, they just blew this wide open. And I was like, okay, I don't uh, know about that, but like yeah. I've been tired randomly throughout the days without. Yeah. yeah. But it's called a sugar I mean, it's definitely crack. possible, yeah. but I don't yeah. think but that, that a, we found a smoking gun, but that is yeah. one theory yeah. that people find compelling. Well, and that kind of, I like that you bring up that point too. Cause I feel like the kind of overarching theme that from the, documentary is that there wasn't really anything a ton of new information right received from it and kind of it was just like a retelling and like a reopening of like wounds and stories and stuff already done so it's kind of like you kind of leave off of it being like okay this is the story and so I feel like I wonder yeah. too if that's going to lead to a lot of people being like maybe I can connect some dots that they couldn't connect I know I, I want to do that all the time like I, I tweeted that I'm yeah. like oh I'm gonna <laughs> me and my internet connection or right. and my fucking reddit account are gonna solve this like 20 year old disappearance that professional cops have never found it's also one of those things (laughs) though that like it's dangerous because they they purposefully obviously leave off to make you watch the whole thing but like Mm. say you're somebody that only watched three episodes you might actually think that the parents did it and then that's your fucking and to be fair there are plenty of people who think that and i don't want to like no i don't know like harp on them too much because there are a lot of our fans who do think that but clearly none of us do well it's interesting too because i mean they're fine and something that could either maybe fuel the fire on both ends the if you haven't seen the netflix documentary the parents aren't in it and they're not involved with it right no no they're just grossly being photographed every second of the day like the media coverage for this was so fucking like do you know that when they they left to go back to england uh media and like things they bought plane tickets to oh, go yeah. on there with them where the pilot had to come out and, and it's like I will have you all arrested if you take pictures of this family on this fucking plane. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like it was so yeah it was it was a really I just yeah it's it's gross but and I and they, I guess they, they they were not fans of the of the documentary right because they no, just were they, like No they, they actively, actively did not yeah. want 
Netflix yeah. to make it. And they told all the like their family members, friends, and things like that, please do not speak to them. Don't get involved with it. Yeah. Do not poke the or That's do not why it's engage. just right. random ladies that were also there oh, well, on vacation. Oh, that was vacation. my favorite. The first, I mean, that there was, like, was like, I was there. There was one moment like, I like looked down at my phone. I looked back up and there was like an elderly woman. I was like, oh, I guess this is like her grandma. That's so sad. Ha, and it no. said like, res- resort goer. And I was yeah, because like, I mean, everybody that was there had to be involved. But yeah. it's just also like, you're not you're part not, of this. Yeah, I feel like. Stop claiming Yeah, fame. part of yeah. it is kind of like grief tourism. It really. You're tangentially yeah. involved. Netflix well, is like putting out a call. An, it's, um, oh, yeah. What's uh, rubbernecking when you're on the road and you see a car crash and it's that, but kind of eight hours long yeah. about a child oh, yeah. who's missing. Especially because at the end Which we like, are now actively participating <laughs> in, so yes. we are Bro, part yes. of the problem. This yes. Uber, we are turning heads. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Gosh. Yeah. yeah, but that woman, she totally at the end too was just like, well, we we saw somebody funny looking. I, I don't think she was Southern at all, but no, everybody but dumb in my life. Oh, Southern? <laughs> she totally, from Kentucky yeah. to yeah. Pride Luz. I know, was yeah. down to hang out yeah. with her. Yeah, yeah. yeah but she was like, we, we saw a funny guy yeah. and it's like, you're not part of I saw a putty cat. Yeah, exactly. I saw a putty cat. You're not. She's like, me, my sister all guys smoking a cigarette and that's weird right he takes kids You're oh like, yeah Shut there the was fuck. that guy with the yeah. cigarette yeah what the, it was know. the guy with the the, the pock marks she said <laughs> i'm like listen don't you make childhood acne a reason to take children <laughs> oh yeah many people suffer <laughs> although we did do yeah. this one episode last season which is like one of my favorites on this serial killer robert hansen and one of his things was like he had he was so acne scarred from childhood that he oh. was like had it fucking out for women oh and that God. was why he whatever <laughs> but i don't know so well, i think we cracked the case yeah if you have acne scars just be gay don't go against women <laughs> do what i do oh my god <laughs> yes danny <laughs> now we're all going to hell together <laughs> yes. see yeah. i have to join you guys there. let's change it. the yeah. name of the podcast <laughs> yes so we're, we're going, going to hell, hell. yeah we're that's our new tagline <laughs> Um, but anyway, do you get, I mean, are we, are we going to say, do we think she's, I mean, should we just do one last thought if we think she's, um, living or deceased? It's hard to say. I feel like I, I don't know. I feel like she's I think dead. Yeah. Me too. It's important because it's one of those things that it was. You hope that it's in, like so publicized that obviously like kind of what you were saying, no one would want to yeah. give her up. Mm-hmm. But then I would feel like also there, uh, I would think like, because there is the one <sighs> characteristic with the eye and it's yeah. just like, such a conversation like, I mean such a international conversation going on around it somehow she would have yeah. been found or found a, something if she yeah. was still alive but you hope it's like a JC Dugard situation yeah. where she is just like in a tent somewhere and, and, and that maybe maybe yeah. somebody will see something but I also feel like she's just we're just talking about like a blonde white child yeah who was three when she went missing she could look like literally anything now they could dye her hair i could have could. seen madeline mccann yesterday on the street i don't think i would know and also she was so young when this happened it's not like there's like a ton of she wouldn't have memories that's of a good point her family it's not like she knows her unfortunately it's like you don't really she know, know. and also oh, with like such a traumatic so experience like this everything's blocked out from that that's a good point yeah ah bummer it's awful Really sad. Bummer. You put it very eloquently. <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> oh, poor girl. So should we just wrap up and just talk a little bit about where the McCanns are now? Sure. For sure. All right. So as we mentioned, they are pissed about this Netflix doc. Those are my words, not theirs. Um, but basically, they still believe that Madeline is out there and alive, and they think that at best, this documentary is not going to help. At worst, it could harm this investigation. And, like, it is technically still an active investigation. Yeah, I think yeah. the British So I agree with them. Over, yeah. 
Um, also, that lead investigator guy wrote a book a while back alleging that the McCanns were responsible for With their the, daughter's that death. Was the frozen yeah, and frozen. then right. Yeah. Yeah. So they sued him for libel, and then they won in 2015. And then it got overturned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's so been flip, 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 literally floppy. flip or floppy. Should you yeah. think of it? Yeah. yeah, but their website is still up, right? Yep. Yeah. Fine, Madeline. Madeline. And he's still uh, well. He updated it to talk about the documentary, yeah. right? Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I'll yeah. I think. Well, out. I think that's when he, I think he said something on it that was just like that's when he made the statement that was like we don't think you're, that you're this is helping. Okay, so obviously, as you guys can tell, we've gotten a lot of our information from the Netflix documentary that came out, and I mean, there's aside from a couple Guardian articles, I think. Number one, it's just easier to get all your information like synthesized kind of in one place, even if it is like fucking eight hour documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, so that being said, how did we feel about this documentary? I feel like it was kind of what you said. It was, there were so many parts of it that I was like, I would forget what documentary I was watching. Do you know what I mean? I was like, <laughs> oh, did I turn on a travel channel? Like, why am I learning about how this like resort star- do you know what i mean kind yeah. of stuff like that yeah literally a fucking hour on the history of pride oh, oh and i'm like yeah i'll book I'm my good. ticket but what is happening and it was just sort of like a a lot of the uh, kind of what we were touching on because they couldn't get the mccann's and a lot of the people that they were on the or any of the people that they were on the trip with personally we got a lot of like outlier sources that wanted we to be like a lot i saw the shark opinions. do you know what i mean yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. also our criticism in our household when we were watching together as a family me and my boyfriend my roommate were um <laughs> Uh, you know, as as we all like to do, I was like, I also wanted to be on my phone and watch this. So I, the fact that I had to read subtitles was, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, so it was like long. So I, I remember Robbie was just like, why didn't they get somebody to to like do the voiceover? Which I don't know if that mm-hmm. makes it worse or better. It takes away a little yeah. bit of like the thing, you know. Like I don't maybe know. it's a little, yeah. but but there was there's a lot of reading. It's very much like you know, yeah. it's one of those things where you don't you don't go into yeah. it. And you're like, oh, I really have to pay attention, and it is a little slow. So exactly. okay, but yeah. I know, and I think all in all. There have been many other documentaries about Madeline McCann's disappearance that have been like two hours. Yeah. And I really wish I just watched one of those. I know. Because I would have gotten the same information, just less drawn out. Yeah. And one thing, I don't know, that I feel like was kind of interesting was like how we kind of talked about how anyone and their mom was given a spot in this documentary. And they spent so much time kind of harping on the media's portrayal and how they would blow things out of proportion. Like they spent a number of minutes on tabloids that had started rumors that Jerry McCann wasn't Madeline's father. Yeah. It it, it got really wild. I mean, it was, it was wild. And they kind of tried to do that to like point the finger at the media to be like, this is what happens when you like purposely spiral something out of control, but they themselves are adding to that conversation and by by republicizing this stuff. And, by having like every random journalist who was on the scene come back to the documentary, you know, it yeah. was really a high school reunion. I'm just like, why are <laughs> what are we doing here? Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. And, and a lot of the media people were like, mm, yo, sorry, we did publish some stuff, but it's like they don't really care. They're gonna move yeah. magazines. Like that, that must be a really hard part about where. I mean, I feel like if you were, were like really sorry, I don't feel like you would like do this. I don't yeah, know. Well, that's like the, they were, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, also that's the thing where it's like they were like a tabloid journalist that published. Right. 500 things about that are never even like true or false or whatever. Yeah, like, like, all right, no, we're gonna because again, if you didn't watch this whole thing because you don't have like a work day to spend yeah. watching you a didn't Netflix have paid series, time off. Yeah. you wouldn't have even gotten to the point where the journalists are contrite. You would have just been at the beginning and heard yeah. them being like, oh yeah, this is what I saw. This is what happened. And you would take that as a fact. So I just exactly. feel like Netflix just plays into this entire frenzy yeah. that they're sort of uh, trying to like. Because... And it's a hard thing too, where it's like there's a lot of 
true crime documentaries and series that kind of offer a new light or a point of view on a case that kind of yeah. like was looked at differently or there's like new information that warrants a new documentary. This one is kind of like a doc for a doc type yeah. of thing. New rule. Yeah. I kind of You agree. don't get a documentary unless you tell me what the fuck happened at the end. Yes, True. I like New that. rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're not going to add something. Yeah. yeah. I'm watching that. I started the add on one and I'm like, oh my God, please mm. just, I want, I want answers. I want, I want I answers. Want answers. <laughs> so new rule. Listen, you hear that documentary makers, unless you have a resolve, unless yeah. you have a body, you don't get to make your movie. I'm so sorry. Mm. Do we agree? Can we shake I, on it? Yes. I love that. Yeah. Shake on that it. That is the law now. Yeah. That is, that's the law. <laughs> we know what happened with dog. We made it. Of Beverly it Hill, is so we know. Oh yeah. 710. And that is a new law. Yeah. Yes. 710 PM is when all the laws get made. <laughs> <laughs> the other new law. Yes. Lula. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Yes. Ah. Please follow us on Instagram at NATC Pod, Twitter, NATC Pod, Facebook, NATC Podcast. It's just not another true crime podcast on Facebook. Um, it's the page. I forgot that last <laughs> time. I got it right. That one. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like slightly different than the others. Like, I'm like, God damn it. It's a pop quiz. NATC Well, because we also, we do have a group. You know what? Fuck you guys. I'm disinviting you from the group. No. Thumbs down. You can follow me on Instagram, Sarah F. Carter. You can follow me at Cashmere Danny. Cashmere with a K. And you can follow me at Caseface B case with a c on instagram please follow me <laughs> casey needs followers <laughs> that's that's quiet, yeah. also <laughs> while you're on instagram we still haven't um found a good sign off so we're opening yes. it up to oh, yeah. Keep the them. fans we like them so please just dm us your sign offs and we'll consider the good ones and then we'll give you a shout out like today's which is from georgia mccarthy with like three underscores oh yeah yes. at georgia mccarthy on your space yeah. georgia yes yeah i guess there are too many georgia mccarthy's so the cool one has our sign off today and it's thanks for listening. This is not another true crime podcast with not another outro. Betches.